I'm Danny Kelly, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. And from now until the draft, we are turning our feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show to talk all things draft with me, Danny Heifetz, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. Check us out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and search the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any other. Oh, yes, my friends, we have done it. It's your old buddies from Fairway Road. The golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, joined, as always, by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour Boots on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. It's a two ball today. We are ready for some R&R and some fun golf on the docket. A little bit of two-man action coming up down in New Orleans. The first tee's wide open. The pegs are in the ground. Let's get this going. Nate Dog, how's it hanging, brother? House. Uh, I mean this in all seriousness. Something is happening. Something is happening with this sport that you and I talk about almost every week. And it took me until I was on the ground walking the course at Harbortown on Sunday to really understand. I I really thought this event was going to be a total pushover, didn't you? Well, we previewed it last week and we were trying to be cautious um, because it seemed like fatigue might be the order of the day. Yeah. 
And, you know, this is the ongoing experiment of the tour having these these designated elevated events um, all jammed together. We've we've now had seven that are not the players and the masters. So nine big events in the calendar thus far this year. And it felt like some of the storyline was fatigue I, coming in, right? I mean, that's it's all Jordan Spieth talked about, and all he did was go out and win the tournament. Whoop! Except he did Jordan Spieth things and didn't win the tournament. We'll talk about that in a second. But mm. the, the, there was every reason for the golf watching fan base to be fatigued, to be less than interested. We had the start of the NBA playoffs. We had early season baseball. And the ratings blew off the charts, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I am telling you that on the ground, this tournament felt big. There was buzz and energy. And 50% of the crowd was female, <laughs> which is a rarity Whoa. for a golf tournament. And they were polite, the crowds were, but they knew their players. There were Tommy Fleetwood fans. <laughs> there were Sahith Tagala fans. There were real engaged crowds who, again, had every reason to. I mean, they gave John Rahm a standing ovation. They were intelligent. They were thought something is happening. This is not a normal thing. These elevated events and bringing these players together to all play at once, even without Rory McElroy and, sorry, Live Boys, without Patrick Reed and Phil Mickelson, who maybe we're you know, trying to take credit for the Masters ratings the week before and Brooks, and surely they contributed to it. But seeing these TV ratings the way that we did, feeling the palpable energy on the ground, I, I, if, the, if, the, if the intent was to grow the game, it feels like there's been a little growth of the game. Well, the, there's also probably a little growth in the pants of, of the PGA Tour, and certainly its television partner, CBS, and when you look at this leaderboard, you can immediately understand what it is that we're talking about. The U.S. Open, defending U.S. Open champ Matt Fitzpatrick, who'd been battling uh, a lingering neck injury, finally coming into form. He, he finished uh, tied for 10th at the Masters. Um, but I really wish we'd known this nugget before this week. I, I, I caught it as the tournament was unfolding. His love for the Matt course. Fitzpatrick. Well, and he's been coming here his whole life. I mean, these this is yeah, I know this is the kind of stuff that we we tend to to really be all over, Nate Dog. I I blame our own fatigue. I blame Waffle House. Yes. I blame David Chang. Yes. I mean, I I blame Casamigos. There's a lot of factors that I'll point to that that prevented us from having these these kind of deep nuggets. But look at this leaderboard: Fitzpatrick, Spieth, Cantlay, Shoffley, Tagala. Uh, Sungjae, Scheffler. I mean, uh, is Scotty Scheffler tied for eleventh? John Rahm tied. Hubbard, <laughs> wait a minute, tied for eleventh. Hubbard. Hey, look, we we have a rule on this show. Uh, there is there is a a you know a standing uh, disinclination. We don't talk about certain things. We can talk about things that are in the rearview mirror, though. The putt on 18, I really thought that was going to go in. I thought that was a top 10. Yeah, I thought the putt on 17 and the putt on 18. Were gonna, I was standing with Amanda on 18, and she's like, he's yeah. definitely making this putt. And uh, yeah, you know, it sort of sucks to stand up to the, on the first tee and, and yank an OB, but he went four under on the front from there. It was all good. Listen, I, it just it felt like a big tournament. And 
I don't know how this happened because this has been one of those kind of afterthoughts, take it off. Maybe you need to watch, maybe you don't. And even Spieth coming into this, you know, we said this, said, I'm tired. You know, I've been playing too much. There, the talk really became about how they're going to have to think about rejiggering this schedule because the best guys need a week off. Rory just took it and still hasn't spoken about it. And I think that's totally fine because I think the fatigue has led or has been driven by him being in front of a microphone. But even with all that, it turns out when you put a $20 million person in front of these guys, they play their ass off for it. And that's what we saw. They find, uh, yeah, they, they, they find the energy, right? They come up with the energy somehow. They, do. they, they tap into that reserve, Nate. They do. And there's really, look, there's nothing like a Jordan Spieth charge. There's nothing like a Jordan Spieth charge. And he was four under through six. And you got to believe that had a lot to do with it. It, it is absolutely just from the, the house experience, the correlation between that charge in my phone and casual golf watchers showing up in my life. So this is the thing, right? CBS, the most watched final round of this event in 21 years. And I heard it from a lot of different walks of life. Like, even um, devoted uh, NBA heads um, who are all in watching, you know, I'm, I'm hearing my, my beloved partner on the East Coast Bias Show, Ringer Gambling Network, my man, John Jastrzemski, is like, yo, I watched some of that golf coming down the stretch in between the NBA stuff. He's a fan of golf generally. Um, but, you know, this is the, the, the sort of ne- the, the best possible outcome yes. from the tour's perspective, yes, the best possible outcome for the players as well, right? It, it really was. It, we got Rom in the booth for 30 minutes. I only saw the vi- video highlights because I obviously wasn't watching the telecast, but he was great. And amazing. And the crowds just, I mean, they really honored him. They gave him heavy duty applause. I mean, really knowledgeable. I, I Was this, I mean, he wasn't even in full swing, so you can't attribute it to that, but Fitzpatrick certainly was. Spieth certainly was. And the, having the two of them down the stretch, I think, certainly helped. I, I just, I gotta, we just gotta step back for a second because I, I can't go any further without just talking about Jordan Spieth. I, I know that people are going to be upset that we talk more about Spieth than we do Fitzpatrick. I, this is a great win for Matt Fitzpatrick. He's clearly got it. Uh, but I think this one was handed to him by Jordan. Jordan has a two-shot lead uh, on the back nine, he's there. Just was no reason for him to not go out and win this golf tournament. Makes a bad bogey on fourteen. Fitzpatrick made birdie on sixteen. Well done. But really, Jordan had the tournament in his hands on his putter in those extra holes. And it just you cannot give a shot maker like Matt Fitzpatrick three tries at <laughs> at putting one close. Because guess what? On the third one, he nutted it, and that was that. But I, I, I yeah. just, Jordan Spieth is back. When we look at his stats, we've been worried about his putting, talking about his putting. If you look at his stro- strokes gained putting over his last 25 rounds, the sort of the moving average of his last 25 rounds, and this is our friends at Data Golf who can show this to you, but he is a, on a hockey stick of a trajectory up from where he was last year. He is getting back, heading towards some of his best putting numbers, which were in the 2020 and earlier range. But he has figured it out of late. We saw it 
on almost every hole coming down the stretch. We didn't see the shakiness that we saw a little bit at Augusta and a little bit leading into Augusta. We saw solid, incredible putting. I just think it portends, except for missing the putt, uh, on the extra hole, which I think he thought he'd hit the right putt. He j- it just was a slight misread. Yeah, he did. Uh, th- yep. This guy is back to being Jordan Spieth. All the things we love about him, uh, including between the ears, uh, I-, I think he's got to be a-, a major contender coming up at the PGA. Okay, so let's let's talk that through because uh, as you were describing it, I-, I agree. I mean, what we saw out of him with the nine birdies at the Masters convinced me. My concern is... The rest of the schedule, I don't see a lot of events that I think are Jordan Spieth kind of events, except for uh, Travelers in in Connecticut, where he hasn't, uh, you know, obviously took down a W and the Open Championship. Those, and when I look at the calendar, I don't look at Oak Hill. What my understanding is of what that golf course is going to require, and think that that's the kind of place that Spieth is going to crush. Definitely not LACC. I don't think that that's a Jordan Spieth tell me, kind tell of me venue. Why. Just what the, is the, the hole in his game that you think these courses are going to exploit? Um, I think Oak Hill is too big of a of a golf course. I, th- I feel like it's just too it. it I, I don't have uh, you know all of the research all laid out, but the way that Southern Hills was a bully to him. Mm-hmm. I anticipate that, that that a similar kind of experience that the, the one place uh, where he under indexes relative to other pros is in driving accuracy and that 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 could be the thing that undoes him at these at these events. And and the LACC thing um, is just not his his kind. Now, this is, you know, we're sitting here. It's it's mid-April yeah. and and let everybody not not that this is a new revelation. I'm just talking out of my ass. But as I sit and, and map out the schedule and sort of think about when when do we think he's most likely to have great success again he you know it, it was like the, the the masters for sure you know riv you know i could i can see um anyhow what, what what's your sense as to when we might see a breakthrough from him well, i i think it's i mean i think i think we're seeing it <laughs> i think here here, here okay. his last okay. since since phoenix where he t6ed he then was cut at Genesis, but since then, fourth T4 at API, T19 at the players, T3 at Valspar, uh, match play, you know, where whatever is what it is. T4 at Masters, two at RBC Heritage. So we're talking about top fives in his last, you know, three non-match play events, top fives in four of his last five non-match play events. Uh, he's back is what I'm telling you. I'm looking at these stats and they all are up and to the right. To me, it's just about what's between the ears. And if he has a week where he can keep it largely under control, the guy's going to win the golf tournament. So I misspoke. I meant to mention uh, Phoenix. Uh, I said Riv, but I meant uh, Phoenix in terms of, you know, the the places that that fit. He, he doesn't play well at Riv. Um, he has a bunch of miscuts, and that's part of the reason why. You get nervous about Because um, I, yeah. I asked you, yeah, about LACC and what the elevation situation there is, and, and you said it's more yeah. dramatic than, than the Masters, right? Than Augusta y- y- National. Yes. It, I think we were talking about that in the context of Tiger walking. He's going to have a harder Tiger, time. Tiger, that's right. He, I think he's going to have yeah. as hard or harder a time walking around LACC as he did around Riv, but, uh, but yeah, for Jordan, 
for Jordan, listen, it's going to be a U.S. Open and the fairways are narrow to begin with, but they're even more narrow than they look like because there's so much slope on those fairways at LACC. So if he is not driving the ball well, you know, you're, that's, he's going to be exposed. That's, that's not even a debate. But his driving accuracy, even, even this year, from sort of a low, uh, you know, is, is, is back on the way up. So look, this is a player to watch. None of this is intended to be Matt Fitzpatrick shade. I think uh, it is pretty ballsy to win the U.S. Open at the place where you won the U.S. Am and then come back to the place where you sort of spent growing up dreaming about being on the PGA Tour, visiting with your family and, and have those be your two U.S. soil wins. Uh, there, there's there's to take nothing away from him. But this is a tournament that Jordan Spieth should have won. For me, all the stats are in the right direction. It's just can, can he get his mind into that place. And that question is why we absolutely love Jordan Spieth. And I think why the television watching public loves Jordan Spieth. As we now go back to 30,000 feet, what was the common thread between the Masters final round and this final round? It was a Jordan Spieth charge. You had a Jordan Spieth charge on Sunday at the Masters, and you had him at four under through six here at the RBC Heritage. So, um, the golden child is risen uh, once again, and and I think I think all that's left for him to do is win. The stats point to the fact that it's coming. Now you may be right about the course, yeah, but Jordan Spieth. I mean, I, I, look, I, I'll, I'll bet him um, at Travelers, uh, which, by the way, is also an elevated event that follows a a major uh, event. And I had you know a little bit of an opportunity while we're going through here. He hasn't been great in the U.S. Open since he won the U.S. No. Open. His best finish is a is a is a tied for 19 in 2021, um, and that's at that was at Tory. Um, but otherwise, tied for 37, a couple missed cuts in there, a tied for 35th in 2017. Listen, he hasn't been, not his he hasn't been great all. since his collapse at the Masters. Period. Like he. he you remember there was well, he's got some W's in there. Yeah, but not many. There was that period of time where we were talking, what is wrong with Jordan Spieth? Is he ever going to get back? Is he ever going to get back? He finally, you know, got himself a a W in Texas, and that sort of had, you know, propelled him back into some more consistently good play. But I mean, th- th- there were stories not 18 months ago. W- what is wrong with Jordan Spieth? Has he fallen off the the map? Uh, and, and it really was, you know, the, the Open Championship in 2017 was the the classic Jordan moment where just on the roller coaster, up and down, whipping it sideways, he managed to dig himself out of that one. I don't think it's a surprise that he hasn't won a master sense or a major sense because it, it, yeah. it's been between the ears. And I just think it, the Valero last year, uh, the the RBC Heritage last year, He's now playing as good a golf almost as he was in that 2016-17 stretch. And if he is is mentally where we need him to be, he's going to win a tournament. For sure. Um, I want to make sure that we get any other observations that you had while you were going around there. Um, the weather got a little bit tricky. The last group, a lot was made of the fact that the last group played in five hours and 13 minutes. Now, part of the, you know, there's an ongoing theme here, but part of the observation that some, you know, serious golf people made was that they weren't dramatically out of position relative to the group in front of them. Yeah. That I, It was a question because I've, I've seen some competing 
kind of narratives that there that's a a fact that's a knowable fact either they were in position or out of position what was your your observation well i was with the group in front of them and for most of the round and uh we were not pushed let's put it that way uh we were hearing the roars uh and having to look back and see what was going on as jordan was making that run they weren't they, they weren't pushing us but it it's slow around there because it's a small piece of yeah. real estate and they're waiting on every par 5 uh, they are waiting on a lot of the par 3s it just it just was slow i i do think uh, both can be true which is that the pace of play on this course was going to be inherently slow and and I think we're picking on Cantlay a little bit too much as a as a golf uh, Twitterati. Let's put it that way. But and there are some players who are taking too much time. And I think the analogies to baseball are a little overblown. But the pitch clock has made baseball really enjoyable. House. Uh, I'm not sure we need a pitch cut clock on golf, but there is a reason why my 12 year old son, 14 year old son. I should probably know the, that he's actually 14, not 12. There's a reason why my 14-year-old son on the Masters on Sunday got up off the couch and was like, Dad, I just can't do 18 holes. I'm going to come back for the back nine. It's a short attention It's, it's understandable. Yeah. 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 We, we yeah, got to do a sure. little bit better. A part, part of what I want to wonder aloud to you and get a reaction is, you know, golf is un, isn't like uh, other sports. You can move around. You can catch different groups that play at, at different speeds and different players at, at different moments in time and can't lay especially there's you you're under no uh contract you don't have a, an obligation none of the broadcast partners have an obligation to show the entirety of his prep for a shot and his you know his uh as he gets himself settled for putts the interminable um prep that he seems to to, to go through it's not a requirement that we watch all of that. In fact, it's not a requirement that we watch very much of him at, at all. It was all. It was particularly relevant in the context of Brooks Kepka and John Rahm. Those two guys play fast, and at the Masters, the fact that they seem to have been waiting on every single tee box and many shots from the fairway, and because of the the major stature there, um, this that's what elevated this thing. But for these, um, you know, uh, events like like this one, where by its very nature, as you just observed for us, it's going to be slow. Anyhow, I think it's a kind of a function of how does the the TV broadcast deliver the entertainment product? Um, that 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 I I think you know there there could be some lessons learned there. I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, we should also say that the TV broadcast, especially CBS, has evolved in a way that I think is helping the overall viewing experience. And uh, that's coming in the form of better technology, better camera work, and if I'm being honest, I think better better commentary. I mean, they were not shy. Dottie, as I am told, was not shy taking on Patrick Cantley's pace of play this week. And there's no doubt that what gets said on the broadcast carries over into social media and 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 the like. So, um, I, I think I think that's a part of it. I look pace of play is a problem that can ultimately only be addressed by the rules officials, and this is where it gets tricky because um, if you remember, right before Sergio left for live, he yelled at a rules official and said, "You know, two more weeks, and I don't have to worry about you ever again." There is a little bit. It was here. Yes, this is my backyard. Okay, so th th at Avenel, 
Yeah. Yeah. So th- there, there is a little bit of pre-existing tension between the rules officials and the players, some rules officials and some players. They have brought in a new crop of rules officials who seem to get it and be a little bit more connected to and communicative with the younger generation. But the rules officials, generally speaking, are going to defer to the big players and generally speaking, do not defer to the not big players. And so there's a reason why Patrick Cantlay does not get put on the clock. And somebody like, oh, I don't know, Mark Hubbard does get put on the clock uh, with some frequency. And that that's a function of relatively inconsistent application of the rules. I think this buzz is going to change that. There is no doubt that the PGA Tour is listening to the Twitter sphere at this point. We're seeing that everywhere in the TikTok sphere. Like They are making real-time adjustments based on what they're hearing. This is good. We want them to do this. We want them to be listening. And I think you're going to see a focus on this in the coming weeks. All right, my birdie buddies. Let's tee it up on FanDuel. This PGA Tour season, right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. The upcoming tournament this week is the Zurich Classic. Lots of great ways to play. Lots of markets. This is a super fun event. These these teams, keep your eye on Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. These guys have quietly amassed a ton of success at this venue. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the golf action. The app is so easy to use. A wide range of betting options and props, including finishing positions, top 10s, Top 20s, top 30s, I am on top 10 for Kashmir, Keith, and Sung JM. I'm on top 10 for uh, Max and Colin. And look, if you want to get crazy and play a, a little bit of top 20 on John Daly and your boy David Duvall, go ahead and get nuts. They got hole-in-one props, matchups, all that you want. And when you win, you can get paid instantly. So aim for some green and bet on the PGA Tour. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rollin and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash R-O-L-L-I-N to get a $150 bet in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. A $10 deposit is required. A refund is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. New York, you call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. If you need gambling help in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia, if you're in Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. In Connecticut, you can call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. 
In Indiana, you call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Kansas, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana is 1-877-770-STOP. If you're in Maryland, you visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org. Wyoming, 1-800-522-4700. Or if you're in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Yeah, well, it's good timing for the tour to have this team event and then the Mexico event right. and the next sort of big event is Wells Fargo uh, down in Charlotte. And that's not till the first week of May. So there's a breather. That's right. So everybody will calm down. Everybody will forget this. Yes. Unless, I mean, Cantlay is playing. Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley are playing. They are the prohibitive favorites. My God, the odds are preposterous. Yeah. Don't um, bet them, they deserve to be, but they should favorites. be favored. I mean, if they can't win, yes, come on, boys. Yeah, they. I mean, well, it is golf. They, they, somebody, you know, there's a lot of classy um, groups. There are a lot of very puzzling groups. It's a fascinating uh, field. Eighty groups at the Zurich uh, down in <laughs> New Orleans. I do want to finish with a with one thought, and and it's you know picking up on your observation that um, CBS. I mean that the 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 tour is listening. Can we please have prominent guys who are inclined yes. to do so come off the golf course and come sit for a half hour and share with us, watch some TV with us and yes. share with us their experience? That was, I mean, John Rahm is kind of a one of a kind in this respect. Well, listen, when I, Phil did, I, I he so, was great a year or whatever ago. He was tremendous. He's so good. Tre before he went, before he became a nutbag, he was <laughs> tremendous. He could have had a career where he, he made, you know, roughly the amount of money, some approximation of it. Yeah. If you wanted to do TV, Phil, but enough. I, I really, I honestly personally prefer the the player who's come off the yes. golf course, experienced the golf course, and then can can speak directly to what the finishing yes. groups are experiencing and give us real insight. I prefer that to the, to the guys walking, to the walk and talk. The walk and talk is cool. Um, and, but I mean, poor Jimmy Walker, you know, had to hit a, a, a hooded that was uh, a you know, wedge. From under a bush, but you know what? He pulled it off. It was a very cool shot, and he pulled it off. But I, I like give me like a full half hour. It was great. Have the ongoing dialogue. It's just, just, just. Yeah, I learn stuff, yeah. and and it goes to your point about the quality of the commentary improving. Let's have more it, of it's that. A, it's right? a brand builder too. Again, I didn't watch it live. I watched the highlights, but it, the highlights were great, and it makes you understand Rom more. It, you know, he he was funny. Uh, in the way that he talked about Cantlay's shot off the wood and how he never would yeah. do it. And then all of a sudden Cantlay pulls it off right. and he's like, man, this is useless. It's just is so it's such an insightful way to get to know these guys. And I do think that the more that somebody like Rom does it or Rory with the earpiece in, it kind of removes excuses for anybody else. And, and it, it look, the tour by nature is fairly conservative. The players are generally speaking about this thing, but I mean, what's the big deal? It's it, it's wonderful. Rom got a ton of praise, and I think you'll see it become a more regular feature on the broadcast. I'm rooting for it. Joe House gets the Joe House uh, uh, seal of endorsement. Well, okay, so it, let's, it, let's you're, you're rooting for it. that. The question is, are you rooting for that harder than you're rooting for the John Daly, David Duvall pairing at the New Orleans golf tournament this, at the Zurich Classic. Absolutely stunning. It's stunning. What? Like these, some of, there are some pairings in here. What's going on? That are just outrageous. I is I think Jeff Ogilvy is playing, and he's been playing 
Um, he played in like an off-field event recently, but I think he's playing with Kevin Stadler. Do I have that what right? What is going on? Yes, you. Dirt McGirt is in this field. Yes, I mean it's it. There is some weird shit in this week's tournament, and I'm here for it. It, it is classy at the top, <laughs> though, isn't it? It's classy at the top. Yes, super Moro, classy. Morikawa, Homa, you gotta love. Uh, I I I love Siwoo and Tom Kim because. Quietly, by the way, Tom Kim has been struggling, but from a he's still like a top 20 guy shots gained uh, overall this year. He's ahead of freaking Thomas. So he's struggling in terms of his like uh, being in contention down the stretch, but he's still a really good golfer. Right. I, I love the Kitayama yeah. Montgomery pairing. Uh, it's hard not to love the Tigala Sir pairing. Like Tigala has seven Absolutely. top tens this year, including fifth. Like this guy's for real. He just just keeps floating up. You cannot keep him down for four rounds. He just keeps floating up the leaderboard. Uh, so I I like I like this this grouping at the top. The thing that's hard about it is, man, I just don't think alternate shot is a normal way for these guys to play golf. And I think it really well, it, throws them it's off. It's not. It just really throws it, them off. It, that, you're, you're right. It, that's true. Which is why, as you look at and size up a board, Cantlay and Xander as a proven commodity with proven success and also guys that play in, in team events representing the United States of America, those guys are comfortable in, in, in this format. I'm glad that you mentioned the the you know the Kim and Kim pairing Speaking of guys that played just in the most recent President's Cup and beat Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele mm-hmm. uh, in, in a four ball, right? Like, yeah, okay, Kim and Kim. I'm, I, I, I love this. I love the the team part. Let's not sleep on uh, Sam Burns yeah. and Billy Hoho. Yep. Billy Hoho has has sucked so far this year. I think he's missed the cut in five of of his nine events. Yeah, but he got his very first. Uh, tour victory at this venue mm. um, down here at TPC Louisiana. And he also has a W in this team format. And he and Burns they were second last were, year, right? uh, second last year and, and the year before that, like tied for fourth and, or something. And do not overlook, so, we love the momentum plays. Burns shot 69-65 on the weekend. So it, he, the game really yeah, started... To, coming off of his match play yes, situation, right? the game really started and, to round then, into shape here. So it, they, they absolutely could be deadly. It's just so hard to tell. We're going to have a whole bunch of all kinds of weather. It'll be nice Thursday. Then we're going to get some thunder boomers. Then it's going to get cooler. So it, there'll be a little bit of breeze. I, it's very hard to handicap these guys. I, I, I just... it's When you look at the odds, how do you bet? How do you, House, bet can't land Shoffley at plus 300. Not. Don't. Yeah. Not doing it. Won't do no. it. I'll play some. I'm going to do two, a couple different ways I'm going to populate my card. I'm going to look for head-to-heads that I like um, and and play some matchups. And then I'm going to play some top 10s because around, you know, sort of even money, you can get Songjae and Kashmir Keith, who yes. a team that I love, a story um, that came out Last week was was uh, Kashmir Keith asked Sungjae to play with him in this event a handful of years ago. Yeah, but before you know, Sungjae has has um, by virtue of playing fifty events a year, um, gotten a lot more comfortable in the United States. His English has greatly improved. Yes. But Kashmir Keith tried to pl- ask Sungjae to play with him, and Sungjae told him no a handful of years ago. 
And then kind of out of the blue over the course of uh, this this last uh, handful of months, Sungjae's reps rep reached out to, to Kashmir Keith and said, hey, would you like to give it a row? Uh, and, and Keith was all over it. Um, Skill-wise, I think they're, they're a very um, suitable pairing, um, a, nice, a nice matchup. So that's one, a top 10 <clears throat> down to play. Max and, and Kyle Morikawa, minus 120 to top 10. Yeah, I'll put a little something. On that, I'm gonna have um, Sahith and just Justin Sun yeah. in the mix because I just want to have something on them. I want to have them. I want to be rooting for them. What what Sahith did on Sunday at this event, I mean, he he, he was pedal to the metal. Love that uh, about him. Yeah. Um, and then you know, there's a few other fun guys. What what's the inside intelligence? I love this matchup, but give me some some insider thought. Joel Dame and 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 Denny McCarthy. Well, I, I thought Joel. Anything? Look, I, no, there's no. I, I mean, y- you know, I would have liked to have seen Damon and Hubbard, but I'm happy to see Hubbard and Bram, and I'm happy to see Damon and McCarthy. I, I, Joel is a conundrum to me right now. He's got a baby. He was almost first round leader uh, in in Harbor Town, and then missed the cut. So what that says to me, and he's had a couple of tournaments like that. What that says to me is he's making some birdies, though. And you know, your man, Denny McCarthy, is going to be there uh, with the putter, to be sure. So I, I, don't, I, I, I don't hate this pairing. I just wish that I had seen more consistent play out of one of them coming in. Okay, okay. I mean, De- Denny's flat stick is undeniable. Uh, are you going to do anything with the Fet- Fitzpatrick brothers? No, I'm not. I'm out on no. the Fitzpatrick Flat brothers out, no. at 35 to out 1. On what are we talking about? Uh, it's very cute. Yeah, it's no. sweet. I think Daly and, and Duvall have as good a chance no, <laughs> of winning as these two. <laughs> Fitzpatrick expended a lot of energy. He's playing with his brother. They'll have fun together. Come on. That's what this is, though. This is, this is yes. one notch above a hit and giggle. Just a little bit. The, the last week and this week have always been situated in the calendar for these guys to have fun. They don't. They stay downtown. The course is a little bit out of town, so everybody stays at hotels downtown. Uh, they go out. They have a bunch of yummy eats. They go see music. I mean, I know a bunch of players with kids who've brought in the nanny this week so that the the players can go out and go go have a good time in New Orleans. Uh, you know, bourbon streeted up. So th- this is this is a little bit less serious. There's no official World Golf ranking points involved. There are FedEx Cup points, and that's why a bunch of these guys are playing because there's a big ass difference now, as we found out this week, between being 50th in the FedEx Cup at the end of the season and 51st. And there also is going to be a big difference between being 70th in the FedEx Cup and 71st. So these guys who are not guaranteed top 10 are showing up at as many events as they can down the stretch. So they'll take that part seriously. But uh, I, I do think this is as much about the culture and fun of New Orleans and giving these guys a break while they make a little bit of money as it is about a very, very serious golf tournament. All right. Any other names catching your attention? Any other combos that you're uh, you're you're enjoying? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wish we were seeing the Cootie Twins out here. I really, I really... Yeah. I, we would have we would have played them. We, we certainly we certainly would have played the Cootie Twins. I, I I just I how do you keep how do you keep money off of Duval and 
daily. We gotta, you, you gotta get them in there for a top. Well, let's look at the odds. Let's let's, yeah. let's pull them up. Let's let's just pull. I'll them tell up. you what Fin- I like. I'll tell you what I do like while you look up those. I mean, the odds are way the fuck down. I like uh, Smotherman and Higgs. Harry Higgs has okay. been quietly getting his swing together, working hard, and he's been doing the same thing that I talked about with Damon, except even more think acute we're seeing him shoot up on leaderboards and then have mediocre rounds but his game is back into a place uh where i think he's he's going to be a lot more competitive and smotherman's had a good year he 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 hasn't quite been able to to finish out tournaments but same thing where he's able to make lots of birdie runs and the winners of these tournaments generally are ham and egging better than anyone else and so at at you know in the 125 to 1 range i don't mind smotherman and higgs if you can find a nice little top 10 top yeah top 10 bet on these guys i i, I wouldn't mind laying it down um, I was trying to find make the cut odds uh, on the daily Duval. I, I don't see those, um, but they are. You can you can play them at fourteen to one to finish in the top twenty if if, if that's your jam. Hmm. And I, I mean, you know, I spent ten bucks on worse things than that. I mean, dog. just it would just feel so good if you did. Yeah. Who knows? It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Um, well, we we uh, are at a, a point in the schedule, um, a much needed and deserved breather, uh, because the, we all overcame the fatigue factor. Great job by us and great job by, um, golf fans worldwide. Um, enjoying that RBC heritage, uh, another playoff in that thing. God, it's, that's, a, it's, it's a, it's a classy tournament at a classy venue. One of the things that I also like, especially about that, and this will be one of the parting thoughts, um, as they think about the designated event schedule, getting us into these um, venues that don't look like other venues that the guys play yes. um, is cool. This right? is one of and, them. And yes. Yeah, this is one of them. Harbor Town so, is one of them. It forces uh, more thought. It, it It's more work. So however they do it, give us something that, that peaks our eye because it's fun to watch all these guys play together. You'd get bored if they played the same course all together every week. So show us the variety it brings out the different skills in each guy. Yeah. Well, speaking of variety, bringing out different skills, everybody enjoy the Zurich. Uh, we'll enjoy the images. I, I mean, I, you know, what the over-under on number of beignet shots is a dozen, you know, from Thursday to Sunday. How many different references to beignets? They're wonderful. Um, Nate Dog, I am going to miss you. We were supposed to be playing golf together down outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, my first vent- venture down to the honors course down there, but uh, we will. I'll go test it out. I'll Tell give you my review. Goes. I'll be the boots on the ground, and then you know I, the only thing that I'm I'm really uh, sad for you to miss out on in this experience is the fried chicken because we're gonna have a fried chicken dinner tomorrow night. But uh, I'll take a picture and, and send it to yes, you. Please. Just just to, as. as as a friend, as a friend, as you as you a would taunting expect. Taunting friend. Yeah. My birdie buddies. <laughs> yeah. My birdie buddies, my my par saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts. Uh, there you have it. Enjoy the Zurich this week. Uh, coming up, golf season is fully underway. Hope you're able to get a peg in the ground. If you're able to do so, please, let's hit them straight out there. <laughs>